Dumisani Moyo joins us on What's Next. He is the head of sales for the mid-market sector at SAP Africa. And uh, it's a great pleasure to welcome you, Dumisani. How have you been? Firstly, how's COVID-19 and the lockdown been treating you? I imagine this has been your office working remotely for most of the few weeks. Yeah, uh, Aki, thank you so much for having me. Uh, and uh, good day to your listeners or to your viewers. Um, yeah, so COVID has been very interesting. Uh, I mean, for starters, SAP went into lockdown nice and early. So we are one of the first companies in South Africa to officially go on lockdown. Uh, so I've been at home for more than seven months or six wow. months going for seven months. So, it's astonishing, uh, it's astonishing. So, I mean, it's great to have you with us, Dumisani. And, you know, uh, you, 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 you represent a very interesting part of your organization, something that's very close to my heart. You know, we often talk about these big businesses and how big business is adapting to the changes that COVID is bringing us. But nobody kind of mentions the smaller guys, the medium and the small, medium-sized businesses and enterprises that are out there. Um, and and I just want us to touch on that because those are the organizations that really drive the economy. And how important are these SMEs in the context of, of the African business diaspora and South Africa, etc.? cetera? Um, and, and, you know, with the backdrop of COVID-19, obviously. Yeah. I think if you started off at a, at a, a global level, SMEs, you know, employ uh, approximately 90% of, uh, of the global workforce and they wow. contribute to as much as 50% of GDP. That's according to the World Bank. Uh, back here at home in South Africa, the estimates are anything between 30 and 40% of uh, GDP and uh, also quite a significant employer uh in the south african context so smes uh, definitely do play an important role and i think you hit the nail on the head aki that a lot of conversations especially around technology tend to evolve around big business and not so much focus on on the smaller companies well this is this is exactly the point here you know this misconception that you know it's the big organizations the big budgets that we talk about uh, the the resources and all that sort of thing um and 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 we tend to focus on large companies mostly and um, i mean what's your take on this i mean it's not just the large companies that have to move to the cloud and change their work processes every organization's got to do this absolutely i think the the misconception is misplaced. Uh, definitely, SMEs can also benefit from technology and through technology drive better efficiencies, innovation, and growth. Uh, and in fact, compared to larger companies, you know, SMEs do have a bit of an advantage because of their size. They are a lot more agile. They can make decisions quicker, mm. and that is a key advantage, especially in a disruptive environment uh, similar to what we've had with the COVID. Uh, Phenomena. So technology is absolutely a key enabler of uh, progress and a key enabler of driving efficiencies, which has a direct impact on a company's profitability and the cost associated to generating that profitability. Yeah, you know, it's such an important point you raise that the, the smaller you are, the more nimble you are, the more agility you have. But at the same yeah. time, um, you know, the, the, you know, large organizations sit here and SMEs sit over here, and there's still that that uh, you know the, the buzzword that we are all talking about is digital transformation, bloody bloody blah. blah, blah. What does this mean for SMEs, though? Are they able to follow the same kind of processes as the, the, the large organizations? 
Absolutely. I think uh, digital transformation is used in many different contexts and has different meanings to different people. But at the, at the heart of it, digital transformation speaks to incorporating, you know, digital technologies to all aspects of the business. And that way, radically transforming how work is done and how value is delivered to the customer. Ultimately, business is about delivering a certain level of uh, service to a customer, whether you're selling a service or you're selling a product, ultimately you want to impress and make sure that your customer walks away with a feel-good experience and they're happy with, uh, uh, with what you're offering. So it is crucial uh, that, you know, uh, companies don't just, or SMEs in particular, uh, are, are, are also able to leverage uh, technology and drive the operational efficiencies that we talk about when we talk about big companies. If you can allow me there as well, Aki, just mm-hmm. to add that in the context of COVID, you know, granted technology is not the only solution, uh, but it, it is certainly one of the most important ones. Uh, paying attention to a company's internal processes, you know, from creating a quotation uh, to collecting the cash from a customer and everything in between, understanding that has a huge impact on reducing costs as well as improving profitability. So technology is a key enabler of driving efficiencies and making sure that those processes are delivering value for all stakeholders involved. And you know, uh, Dumisani, I was um, involved with the Sapila conference last year, which is of course the SAP at the core. And I'm glad you touched on customer experience because that is like the thread that binds everything together, whichever organization you're in, and the critical importance of customer experience. Now, going back to SMEs and you look at the COVID-19 disruption that it's had on all our lives, right? What kind of challenges uh, are specific to SMEs that this uh, pandemic has brought to them? Yeah, I think there's probably uh, quite a few that uh, have come out of it. And a, a, a lot of what I'm going to talk to is uh, feedback that we're seeing from our customers and areas that our customers are saying they challenged in and they want to address. Uh, so for, for uh, starters, I think agility or flexibility is absolutely key. So companies that were able to pivot their businesses quickly and, uh, and adapt found it much easier to deal with the disruption that came with COVID. I mean, for example, during the lockdown, companies that didn't have online stores uh, found it impossible to trade and to continue trading. But even beyond that, if we just look at um, a, a company that operates in the manufacturing space, uh, for you to be able to source materials was an absolute challenge because the suppliers that you buy uh, your materials from were also impacted by the same lockdown. So there is a lot of uh, uh, advantages that come with technology specifically to address flexibility. And, and with flexibility comes routes to market. Uh, so during COVID, if you had one route to market that relied on a brick and mortar operation or a face-to-face engagement, you absolutely couldn't trend. Uh, uh, trade rather. The second one sort of speaks to your using technology to drive innovation. Whether you're talking R&D or product innovation, you spoke earlier on about customer experience or market intelligence, technology is a key enabler for innovation. I mean, for example, small businesses a decade or two ago, or rather businesses in general a decade or two ago, if you looked at the top 10 of the biggest companies in the world, that list was dominated by manufacturing, by car manufacturers, by 
uh, traditional consumer goods organizations. If you look at it today, that list is dominated by uh, companies that are either tech companies by nature, native tech companies, or companies that have leveraged technology and are using it to drive innovation. So um, it's also important for me to not as well argue that all these tech companies that we talk about were startups hardly two decades ago, right? Facebook barely existed two decades ago. But if you look at what technology has done to drive innovation and to drive hyper growth, I think those benefits that big business has access to, SMEs should have uh, access to them as well. Uh, maybe if I can touch on another two, uh, mm. the need to automate routine tasks. If you think of a typical business, a business is made up of thousands of different processes that the business has to effect and manage and control every day. So the ability to quickly identify which of these tasks are mundane or routine or repetitive and automating those processes, for example, using chatbots. If I can give an example of a call center type environment, you don't need a human being to help customers track their orders and give ETAs on when those orders will be delivered. That function can be automated. What then that does, Aki, is it allows the company to take these expensive human resources and refocus them on revenue generating activities as opposed to mm. keeping the lights on. So that's absolutely key for SMEs to kind of look into that as well and see how they can drive efficiencies through automation. Maybe another very interesting one, because you, you, you started off by talking about, you know, remote working, COVID, how has it been? If you think of a typical, you know, small uh, company, uh, the ability to quickly identify, you know, functions that are not your core business and outsource those functions to somewhere around the world to people that are experts at doing that goes a long way in reducing cost. In the same vein, um, COVID has taught us that remote working is absolutely possible. So which means a company that is based in, you know, in Johannesburg doesn't need to just uh, limit itself to employing people in Johannesburg. You can uh, go far and wide and get the critical skills that you're looking for that might not be available locally. I'm not advocating that companies, yeah. you know, go elsewhere to look for people, but there are cases where there are critical skills that you can yeah. find locally. So all of those are things that I think uh, have become very obvious to us that SMEs need to think very differently about them. Maybe another very interesting one, just to cap it off, uh, is that access to talent, as I'm saying, um, was limited by your geographical location. Now that is not a limitation anymore. Uh, so all of these different variables, if you bring them together, they don't just influence innovation and growth. They also have quite a fundamental impact on reducing cost or or improving uh, profitability. Well, I mean, you've touched on so many things, and uh, you've touched on so. I mean, the, the the technology behind chatbots and the artificial intelligence and how they learn from all the customer experiences. It's it's extraordinary where it's where it's where it's been, and where it's where yeah. it's where, it, where it's at at the moment. Uh, it, it's amazing how intelligent these things are. But Dumisani, it's yeah. it, it, it's great that you talk about it. But where do these small companies uh, and the SME? How does an SME even start? on this process of talking about chatbots and automation and that sort of thing. Where do you actually begin this process? 
Yeah, I think I think for starters, Aki, you know, the important thing is that uh, every company will experience disruption at some stage. It's only a matter of time. And I think when you think about how disruption manifests itself in the business and how a business can respond to that disruption, we say that technology is uh, fundamentally at the heart of how you can predict, how you can uh, uh, find intelligence that helps you to figure out what's going to happen in the future mm. and uh, uh, to figure out, for example, in the case of a business, how much demand you're going to have, how much materials you're going to need to source. All of these things are very difficult to manage out of a spreadsheet. So typically when a business starts off, you know, we manage uh, 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 operations out of uh, simple uh, pieces of technology, perhaps, and in some cases out of spreadsheets. So the starting point is arguably, I mean, there are different views in terms of where you start. My view is that you you absolutely need to start with the operations, the heart of the organization. Yeah. You know, whether it's finance, whether it's logistics, supply chain, management, HR, in terms of people that work for you. I think the ERP is a good start because then you're taking care of and you're managing the efficiencies around the operation and the core business that has put you in business in the first place. So if you think of uh, the question you asked me on, 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 on digital transformation, when we think of the operation, we think of operational data. Anything that comes out of the operation is operational data. Now, uh, if I bring in another element that is very important to SMEs is custom experience. When you think of custom experience, you're thinking about sentiment data or experience data. How yeah. do your customers feel about your product? Uh, what's your product experience like? What's your brand like? How is it perceived? How do your, your employees feel about you as an employer? So combining you know, the operational data and the experience data is ultimately where a small company would want to get to. But we're saying to get you started, uh, we need to focus on making sure that we drive the right efficiencies around the operational side of the business. So Dumisani, you touched on ERP just now. And I mean, ERP is, I believe, critical. And uh, you know, yeah. we've seen the results. We've seen the value that a great ERP system unlocks in an organization, uh, you know, from an improvement of revenues, efficiencies, costs, agility, you name it. Um, but yeah. the moment you talk ERP, you're thinking big bucks, SMEs, can they afford these kind of things? So um, just tell us about an ERP system and how that can help uh, an SME manage their businesses more efficiently. Yeah, I think, uh I think maybe the, the, the easiest way of explaining this is to say that when we started, we spoke about the processes that a company needs to effect and manage and run every day. Yes. Now, there are multiple people within a company that need different pieces of information or data to perform their roles and uh, to drive uh, certain imperatives that are important to the organization or to the company. So ERP simply put, you know, makes available the right information to the right people at the right time. Uh, so someone that is in sales or in a sales function within the company uh, needs to think about or needs to know uh, if the manufacturing process can produce whatever goods they're producing at the required time or within the timelines that the customer has asked for 
Now, managing all of those processes, including the human element or people that work within the company, uh, is what an ERP system would fundamentally uh, manage and make it easier for the company to control and to understand correctly. Um, so the 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 cost element is usually something that customers uh, obviously have uh, um, uh, as a primary concern. Yeah. Uh, but with the ad uh, with the advent of the cloud, Aki, uh, the same way that you know you would take out a cell phone contract and you would pay as you go for your cell phone contract, or if you get to a stage where you realize that you need more data, you can phone your cell phone provider and ask them for more data. You, you know, cloud allows companies to consume services such as ERP uh, in a manner that uh, allows them to start small and to scale up as they need. And it's important to say scale up and scale down depending on the requirements of the company. So the cloud uh, and the consumption-based model that the cloud makes possible is absolutely a key sort of message in today's business world to say that you can start small and you can grow or scale the solution up as you grow. It's also important, Aki, to mention that with cloud, you don't need to set up an environment or infrastructure to run your ERP software on. Because traditionally, with the traditional ERP type solutions, you would need to have an on-prem type solution that has infrastructure that you are you you pay for to set up, you pay for electricity, you pay for insurance, you pay for all of those good things that come with running a data center. And then on top of that, you'd need to acquire the uh, respective licenses. So cloud takes away a lot of that uh, heavy lifting, uh, but more importantly, the, the pay-as-you-consume model makes it more accessible for SMEs. I mean, Dumisani, it's absolutely fascinating talking to you. I mean, you've been in you've been in technology for you know around two decades, so you've really seen yeah. some very interesting yeah. things happening. And I'm sure that the connectivity on the continent, which is improving dramatically, the data centers that are coming over here, they're, they're making a very big difference uh, to to SMEs in particular. Now, during this lockdown period, just looking at your technology background and specifically your job title as head of sales of the mid-market sector at SAP Africa. Have you seen any interesting trends developing with SMEs, uh, things that you never expected? And I guess that many of us have evolved and many businesses have evolved uh, very quickly since the lockdown began. Um, but yeah. have you seen any really interesting trends developing that have taken you perhaps by surprise? I was, I was actually part of a... a, a, a a conversation with a few customers uh, a week or two ago where we were talking about you you know not just the impact of COVID, but uh some of the uh different or, or or shift in thinking that COVID has brought about so i mean for starters you know um uh your your, your typical entrepreneur that starts up an sme is becoming younger and younger uh, is the generation that is exposed to technology, you know, your technology natives that were born with cell phones in their hands. Uh, so the, uh, the appreciation and the acceptability around technology as a key differentiator, there's been quite a shift there. And I think COVID uh, itself has driven uh, that even more. I think what is happening now, IQ, was going to happen in two or three years' time. Right, we're going to get to a stage where people are working remotely. We're yes. going to get to a stage where you've got employees all over the world. 
that was bound to happen. I think COVID has accelerated that. And part of that is the realization that the traditional way of doing things is not sustainable, it is not scalable, and certainly doesn't drive the right levels of resiliency and adaptability. So COVID has been a catalyst for SMEs to realize that these things are going to happen whether we like it or not. We would rather be in control of the process as opposed to letting the process control us. So we're certainly getting a lot of uh, SMEs coming to us and saying, should a phenomena or a, a disruption like COVID happen again, how do I uh, future-proof my business? How do I make sure that business is agile and nimble and flexible? I can change direction uh, as quickly as I need to, but more importantly, I can survive and stay in business. So the changes have really... Uh, COVID has driven that uh, change and catalyzed it to a stage where people know it needs to happen now. Dumisani Moyo, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you um, and thank you for your insights. Uh, Dumisani Moyo, who is the head of sales for the mid-market mid segment at SAP Africa and just talking about the importance of, of SMEs in this and they real, are the real drivers of the economy. Dumisani, thank you so much for your time and wishing you every success in the future. Thank you, Aki. Thank you for having me and uh, all the best to you as well.